1: Love talk radio. Wow.
0: Is <laughs> that time, everyone? Kwad Radio time. <laughs> and we've got a show for you. I'm not sure what kind of show, but it's a show. <laughs> this is Patty Holstrand, this is K-Wad Radio, and we're on live. And yes, yes, that means that you can actually call in and actually talk to us physical people. Uh, we've got, you know, some time here with you. I doubt we will go with the full two hours, but, you know, but, you know, who knows? If get somebody interesting on, they can definitely you know, give us a call. I guess call in number is 714-242-5145. That's 714-242-5145. You say, I can't get to a piece of paper fast enough. Well, if you're online, that's right there on top of the show information, 714-242-5145. Don't either remember it. Uh I know I have, but seven one four two four two five one four five and yes, that is, and not a toll free toll free number, not a toll free number, so if you're on your cell phone, of course, um you get long distance free, then there you go. that gives you free access to us so to speak <laughs> not total access but total so this is this is uh, the next. Space show with Alan Joe, and we have some time with you. We'll be looking at, at what is happening in space news right now. By space news, we're talking about outer space news. are not talking about religious news. We're not talking about political news. We're talking about things that can affect us in getting to space and settling in space. Who and what's going up and who and what's coming down and even some things that may be coming down the pike with Al and Joe, with our host, his unique spin on the news. About, yeah, after we get through the news, then we do a free pause, and we'll talk about something specific that uh, came in the news this week and rebuttal we that back and forth. And you're welcome again, any, any colors, anytime. And please, please, you know, stay on topic. Um, don't call us about religious or or, or political views because that's not what the show is all about. So we're definitely I'll definitely welcome anybody who wants to talk about space, day settling. Um, how can we get there? Should we get there? Again, you know, let's just, just keep it let's keep it relevant to the show topic. So we're excited to be here today and uh as usual I'm 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 buying certain persons in time here. Huh? <laughs> and uh, let, let's talk about some things that are coming up pretty soon here. Um, September has been kind of a light month. Uh, I think we're all trying to get you know, back to school and, and get things going. Uh, we had the Hey Girls show again on the 24th. I know, we didn't we just do that? <laughs> but that was on the 3rd, and now we're uh, doing another show again on the 24th. And that, again, we'll be at the Ice Tavern, and that is at 3855 East mm-hmm. Thomas Road. That's at the Tower Plaza. It's in the back by the ice rink, which is why they call it the Ice House. Okay, Ice House Tavern, and yes, that's where the hockey puck plex- actually hit the hit the plexiglass window. Pretty interesting to have a show while that's all happening, and that starts from 8 p.m. until 10. And we pretty much go the whole two hours as long as we have Wi-Fi going. And, and we're sure that this time, this time, it should work out. Um, last time, we didn't have quite such good luck with that. Uh, those things happen when it comes to the technology. <coughs> this Thursday, the 18th. is pop culture night. I'd be remiss without mentioning this. This is going to be at the brand new Queens Pizza and Mesa. Right down downtown Mesa. Why well, say you know brand new? Well, it's not that they're new, but they actually moved next door and uh, opened up their front door. So it's like the whole wall just goes away and it opens up to the to the front sidewalk. And we're looking forward to cooler nights. It'd be awfully nice to have you know, have you there. And that starts at six thirty this Thursday. I oh, know it's already third Thursday in month. Can you believe it? This Thursday at six thirty to eight thirty. Um, I'll be there with uh, with my computer, and we'll be handing out. Uh, well, we'll just be talking about our special gifts, as far as uh, what our talents are and and creativity wise, and we'll be working on. And you'll see people working on uh, art. You see uh, something like me actually doing writing, and we can talk about that. So anyway, that's just Thursday, the 18th, and again, show us your skills. And that's Saturday, the 20th. Uh, I actually use a co-host, the Marketing, Publishing, Meetup group, and that is attached to the East Valley Writers Group. As the East Valley Writers Group, or even the Central Valley Writers Group, it's called Marketing and Publishing Meetup. That monkey cat. Anybody been listening to me on Facebook knows that I got a yappy cat. So, let's ignore her and go on. Let's see what I got here. So that's September. Now we got all sorts of that's all sorts of things happening on in uh, October and November, starting with the 17th, 18th, and 19th, Comic and the Media Expo 2014, and that's right downtown you know, Mesa, and that's going to be at the Mesa Convention Center, Comic and Media Expo. I'm going to actually give you guys the actual website the Mesa Convention Center, and that's on North Center. Again, October 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, we'll be out there. Hopefully, we'll have our Wheel of Daring where you can actually win prizes. So find our table. Uh, we'll also be selling our books through AZ Publishing Services, which is now a branch of Wad Media. And uh, we'll have T.M. Williams out there. She's shopping a brand new book, Alice Hill and Silent Wonderland. And then the Wild West Festival in Glendale will be 24th and 25th and 26th, and that is in Glendale off of the, um, there, there's a like, Wild west area there, and it's really cool, it's uh, part of the park, and uh, I went out there last year, had a lot of fun with the Steampunk group, Steampunk punk society was out there, and this year we should be having our own table and, uh, again, we'll do the Wheel of Daring and have uh, brand-new books to, to peruse and show, show off. So we'll be uh, not going out there. It's fun. Zombie Walk 6 is on the Saturday the 25th. Jane and I it's a zombie walk. And this is just the six ones I think you guys know what this is all about, right? And if you don't, then, you know, you need to stop being a zombie and get out there and do things. And one of the things is zombie walk. So, you know, if you have your head stuck in the sand, then come on out to uh, downtown Phoenix. They actually have have zombie walk and they actually have the zombie groups who who keep control of the zombies because, after all, you never know about those kind of people. So, at that, and Kamikaze Expo in LA. Our friend T.M. Williams will be there, so uh, definitely you know find her and talk to her, see all the books that she's got in L.A. Uh, Tuscon, Sci-Fi and Fantasy Convention is, again, October 31st, November 1st and 2nd. Uh, FearCon, November 1st and 2nd. Um, we'll be out there at FearCon, so we'll definitely, uh, K-Wad Radio as well as uh, Wad Media with the newspaper and Website and of course our books that we're so proud of. Uh, we'll all be out there having fun at are FearCon November first and second. Unless we have going on? Oh my gosh! Okay, November eighth and ninth at Tucson Comic Con. We've also got a table out there. AZ Publishing will have their books on on in parade, and we will of course have our Will daring and have lots of fun with um, prizes to win um, for everybody. I you know, anybody who actually comes by our table, and yes, you have to come by our table to win. So, there it is. Um, that's your November, uh, October, November so far. Uh, more to come. More to come. Of course, we have the Hate Girls again on, the, on November 19th. Um, and of course, Hey Girls again on October 29th. It's the Hey Girls show on October 29th. We're not quite sure where yet, but it'll be starting at 8 p.m. Done so with that? Are we ready? We're ready. We're ready. So this is the Hey Girls show, and this is this is Patty signing over to Alan Joe. Oh
1: yeah, that's right.
0: It's not the Hey Girls show. Sorry, that's next week. Um. <laughs> We're doing the next space show, and I'm being a little space cadet. <laughs> a little space
1: cadet.
0: Ah, a little space cadet.
1: <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. News next space. We talk about the potential with manned space flight, what we could, we couldn't, might, maybe, oughta, shouldn't, oughta, hadn't, oughta, wouldn't have done next time. Maybe. Maybe. we focus on manned space flight news we talk about things that affect it, things that contribute to it things that may help us in the far future and things that may help us in the near future the next space is all about the next space we will be living in and we will discuss at various different times um, whether it might be space colonies floating between planets or celestial objects, it might be Space colonies actually on a celestial object, be it a moon or a planet like Mars or our moon, um, or perhaps colony ships. Who knows what we might find uh, in the course of the discussion? But uh, the first part of our show, we always discuss um, the news that's been happening this past week. We try to. Uh, uh, We try to keep up with the stuff that's going on this week. We try not to get too much that's old hat and old news. You'll usually find we stay uh, relatively current. Uh, We do get a few items that uh, we like to revisit once in a while. Um, But uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Um, What do you mean, hang on now? I'm waiting on you latest save one, right? I'm getting. Okay. Well, good enough. She's going to get ready to give you the links. Um, our... Um,
0: how this happens is, is that while he talks about it, I have to get the link up so you guys can, can get on there and take a look at, at it yourself. And what I mean by that, it's out just right in the chat area and I'm putting up the first one right now. And it's clickable. So you just click on it and voila. You <laughs> so now I'm waiting on you.
1: Okay. One thing that, that is now coming up, and I've touched on this a few times, is U.S. commercial crew, how safe is safe enough? Now currently the U.S. faces a struggle in the next few years in determining appropriate safety standards as it surges to re-establish domestic human space launch capability through NASA's CCP. Now, former space shuttle commander uh, Wayne Hale talks a bit about this. Um, get the Link, you get the link there. Gotta
0: go there. Where's
1: the link? Okay. Click on it. its
0: oh, it. Not Is it gonna work? Oh, no, it
1: doesn't work. Doc, got it. Sorry, right, guys. I'm not subscribed. Not a subscriber. How did I find that last time? Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> we wing this one, because I didn't keep the, uh, the article up, I, I should have, usually I do. Um, and safety is going to be an important thing. One of the things that challenge, that's going to challenge NASA and the other countries is that as we put astronauts up there, and not only that, but as we start looking at Virgin Galactic, as you start looking at SpaceX, as you start looking at uh, Boeing's model and x Corps, these craft and even Blue Origins are all going to have to qualify uh, under the current astronaut safety requirements. But some of the things that we're gonna to have to look at though, does Virgin Galactic need to qualify under astronaut restrictions?
0: Because they're from the Because
1: no, because geez. no, actually because they're not all going all the way to orbit going to be, they're not going to have a fire re- re-entry like a space capsule from orbit does. They're not going to have a lot of the challenges. They will have low gravity. They will be dealing with uh, a pressurized um, They also have
0: people who are already trained
1: to do that. Well, they'll have a pilot and co-pilot, but the passengers won't necessarily be fully trained like they are yeah, to
0: go to, they go to the to ISS.
1: To That's right. And so that that represents a, a different tier on that aspect of commercial crew and so forth. Next up on our list, NASA's newest human spacecraft is on the moon, the Orion capsule. We've been watching this for quite a while now. It emerged from its assembly hangar Thursday morning. Three months from now, its first test flight will occur. The capsule sealed for protection. made its way from the fueling depot and out uh, on uh, top a 36-wheel platform. You know, that, that's kind of like, you remember the old... I don't know if you remember the old Saturn V or the shuttle when it comes out, it gets on that great big, huge platform and wheels its way at the snail's pace to get to the launch pad. So, it's called
0: anticipation. Yes, it
1: is. The capsule and its module and adapter ring stretch 40 feet high. During its December 4th test flight, the unmanned capsule will shoot more than 3,600 miles into space and take two laps around the Earth before re-entering the atmosphere. At 20,000 miles an hour, parachuting wow. into the Pacific off the San Diego clo- coast. Wow. The entire ma- mission is going to last four and a half hours. So it's going to be a pretty quick thing, flashing the news. So those of you uh, planning to be on the uh, on the watch for that, uh, be aware we're <laughs> looking at sometime in December for that launch. And assuming uh, weather uh, complies and all those different things happen, we should, we should see Orion taking their next <laughs> test flight the world's first 3D printer will launch this month. Now this has been all over the news with articles and things talking about how cool and how exciting 3D printing on the ISS is going to be. Now we, we all need to remember that the first ever 3D printer to fly in space, even though it's going it's to go off, it has high hopes, NASA has high hopes for the innovative devices test runs, this is a test run and it just Give you a little reminder. Those of you who are fans of Robonaut need to understand the Robonaut's been up on the ISS for almost two years, I think, and it's still undergoing testing. Has not yet been put into a production or a specifically task-oriented thing to just give it jobs. Say, okay, yeah, we can trust Robonaut to do what we need to do. Boom, get him done, get him busy. So this thing will probably spend two, three, four, even five years through test processes. Is, I,
0: I don't understand that.
1: Well, that's that's the engineering way. That's the NASA way. It's the government way. Yeah. You test it till it breaks. And if it doesn't break, you're still in testing. <laughs>
0: and they only yeah. made one prototype. There, you know, there, would so be, there would be no business uh, conducted if we went all this pace.
1: Well, absolutely. And that's what SpaceX uh, Virgin Galactic and x are all showing us that if you take a business approach with incremental steps starting from a solid foundation you can actually build something that actually dis- consistently works uh, and what that concept? you don't have to throw away most of it.
0: What concept.
1: Yeah, and, and so this is, this is one of the things we'll be learning and watching and of course this thing has been under development for several years already. A 3D printer? Yeah. yeah well, 3D oh, yeah. Printers in the south. Yeah. They're still pretty new. They've been well, relatively new. They've they've been around almost I ten years relatively now. New. Almost ten years they've been around now. Yeah. And you've got you got, here's the thing, you gotta remember. You while NASA's been doing this thing to do this particular printer, we now have three D printers that I, I there was an article yesterday, I wish I could remember it. Um, day before yesterday actually, that talked about three D printing plastic in multiple colors which I thought was just incredible. But you have to understand, 3-D printing, also termed additive manufacturing, um, also can do, not only can it do plastic, but it can now do metal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think I read somewhere where they're talking about they're trying to work out the bugs so we can actually uh, 3-D print composite materials. Um, We also know that it can, uh, they're using 3D printers in biological lattices, building up the lattice works and then depositing uh, biological material onto the substrates. So this idea of additive manufacturing is getting really exciting because now it's being applied in multiple disciplines in multiple areas. And so this is going to be a real exciting field, especially as these various tools come into maturity and become available on the general market. Yeah. Once they get there, then our settlers can take them to the moon or to Mars, and they can be modified and adjusted to function there doing metal additive, plastics additive, cloth additive. They can do uh, and hopefully added. the What? Food. Food additive. Well, I don't know if we got that part yet. Uh, awesome. They already talked about it. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Making tacos.
1: That's actually more fun if you got the pots and the pans and the food and the stuff like right there. I mean, I, 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 robots making food knowledge is something. Know. There is something absolutely unappetizing about that. There's no love going into that food. There's no, you know, it's the whole the right. little redhead like thing. A, there's a, like there's
0: so much love in a cafeteria.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got a good point there. Good point there. Moving on to our private space. Space Tourum's price tag rocket
0: upward.
1: What about international? Oh, I missed some stuff here, didn't I? <laughs> oh, boy, yeah, I was going to skip right over the international stuff. And, of course, here's the thing. The international stuff is pretty important. Soyuz TMA-12M makes its safe return to Earth with the ISS crew this week. Pinpoint landing for the Soyuz crew, NASA's Steve Swanson and Russians Alexander Svorskovs and Oleg Artemyev after 169 days in Earth orbit. That's just incredible. 169, you know how long that is? That's, that's, that's almost six months. That's almost six months. 180 days to six months. That's a long time to spend in orbit. Dang straight. Yeah. I could write a book in that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that one second. You oh. Okay. Also, <laughs> we've been hearing a lot in the news uh, how all these news agencies keep trying to banter about and really sensationalize things that are going on. And um, we've got um, concerns about what's happening in Russia and how that's going to affect uh, the sanctions being applied against Russia and Ukraine and all this kind of good stuff, all the politics and the government stuff going on. And the interesting thing to note is an article here that says space industry is seeing a little effect from the western tensions with Moscow. Global industry leaders say the effect of mounting tensions has so far been minimal. And, you know, the reality is, is engineers don't care what country you live in. Geeks are geeks. <laughs> they love to talk geek. Yeah. And so they share whatever they're allowed to share. Yeah.
0: It's kind of funny. I don't
1: I, I was sitting at a bar yesterday, last night,
0: uh, okay. yeah, next to me, I just started having you know, a conversation with these, these people, and I said look at the guy and go like, you know, he looks like a mature kid Uh-huh. So, you know, we're talking about pop culture and stuff, and, and he I finally got out of him, but he used, to, he used to be an avid reader of Marvel Comics,
1: uh-huh.
0: to the point where when he moved,
1: estimated $11,700 round trip fare would apply only after the passenger system was been operating for several years. Engineers said this fare would not cover the original research and development costs. Well, okay guys, when does it ever cover the research and development costs? Okay. that also cover research and
0: development costs. Right. Those things are not covered.
1: Now, the update oh is mom,
0: research and development.
1: Right. Now, that was printed in a letter, September 19, 1964, and they were expecting the per passenger rate to rise to about fifty thousand dollars around about now, give or take. Mm-hmm. Well, space term t- took nearly forty years to become a reality, but the price tag of eleven thousand seven hundred is a bargain compared with today's cost. Now after adjusting for inflation, the 1964 estimate amounts to about 90,000 in 2014. Today, the privately funded Virgin Galactic takes in any healthy astro-enthusiast that can fork over 250,000 in suborbit. Now, that's a paltry sum relative to the Virginia-based Space Adventures, which transports that astronomically wealthy to the ISS for a reported 50 million dollars.
0: Has to do with how, what, how good a champagne they have in that area.
1: Right. So. <laughs> well, they tried that with the SST Concord. That didn't last long.
0: Okay. Well, you only have so many wealthy people.
1: Well, that's true. And, and the SST ran into some of those issues as the market began to, to dwindle. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing to keep in mind here is that Elon Musk's, SpaceX promises to bring those prices actually down instead of up. Right. But they are. And if you think about it, SpaceX is poised to build the first space liner. In other words, something that can carry more than seven people at a time. That's and if we're going to bring costs down, we have to start transporting people to space like we do in an airliner. Or, um, or a cruise liner. Or track trap. Or what? Or what? Or a trek. Or st- no, that, uh, that's not a word.
0: <laughs> but we need to be able to carry We're 30, trying, yeah. 60,
1: 150 people at a pop on a launch. In order
0: to keep the price
1: down. Yeah. In order to get the pricing down. And when you take, I hate um, to see how much you're going to charge for luggage on that one. Oh, heaven forbid. Well, can you imagine the security line for that? Oh What's that going to be? You know, there's a story there. There's a story there. Oh, my God. I know. You know, by then they'll have uh, radiological anal probes oh. checking for <laughs> biological weapons. What weapon. the
0: heck? <laughs> I can't
1: believe you said that. <laughs> and on the radio, no less, right? All right. Huh. You have to
0: excuse, uh, any, 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 uh, use of the word anal in our particular show that's excuse them. What? <laughs> excuse the use of the word anal. Why? It might offend some people.
1: <laughs> well, they can, <laughs> they can get their own anal probe. Get their own anal probe. <laughs> Go buy their own thermometer. <laughs> Some of
0: them are anal go probes. buy your own thermometer. I know a few people
1: are anal probes. Uh, they can go buy their own thermometer. Anyway, Elon Musk or whatever. Yeah, you know, one of the other things that I really get frustrated about is the news services keep rehashing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about space instead of following a little more closely and get us getting us new news items. Yeah. Elon Musk, SpaceX wants to build a city on Mars. With all the excitement surrounding SpaceX and the success of PayPal, Tesla, one might expect Elon to take SpaceX public. Why hasn't he? Well, he's quoted here as saying, I haven't taken SpaceX public, is the goals of SpaceX are long-term, which is to establish a city on Mars. Now, he said at a press briefing back on September 8th, it wasn't the first time Musk has talked about sending people to Mars, but it was the first time he mentioned a Martian metropolis. While this dream seems far-fetched, Musk has a history of creating game-changing companies that think differently and have revolutionized industries.
0: And he has.
1: So now, then we move on. Uh, SpaceX vies with Boeing. So we, we already know this. Again, they, they're they're rehashing um, old news in order to give us some new news. Now. Uh, Boeing, SpaceX, X-Corp, Old Dog New Tricks, kind of old story new tricks. Uh, all three of them for the Commercial Crew Program are, are working hard to get to the point where they can qualify to be the first conventional venture to fly humans into orbit under the NASA program. Now, I have heard it in articles. That both X and SpaceX are going to continue operations, whether they get the contracts for NASA or not. Boeing, on the other hand, a classic government contractor, mm-hmm. has said that they will deliver pink slips to the teams that's working on it if, the, if they are not selected. Now, I'm not sure what the current standing is. This is a couple we of months ago, but on. yeah, you think that, that that's likely to put pressure on? And in that case I can tell you got stuck on something, Brown.
0: <laughs> the contract
1: to ferry astronauts into the International Space Station by twenty seventeen in so called space taxis would end US reliance on Russian rockets since the shuttle was retired three years ago. NASA set a deadline to announce the award this month. That's September, folks. So we got another couple of weeks. And hopefully That's somewhere in the next
0: year.
1: right. So somewhere by the end of this month, we should find out who NASA has selected as the the commercial crew provider. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to that. A uh, lot of lot of buzz about that. Trying to figure out what's going on. You know, we talked about prices going up, and you know, space is an expensive and also a challenging thing. Uh, SpaceX had a a rocket just recently blow up in the testing arena. They lost yeah. one of their test platforms. Uh, but the interesting thing was their safety systems kicked in at the right time, at the right place, and took care of what needed to be done faster than we probably could have done so. And that's what was great about the way that whole situation turned out. And they weren't really, yeah, that, that's a lot of money to blow up in the sky over Texas. But at the same time, they're investing huge sums of money here, and so it's a small failure. For SpaceX, it's a small failure. They've had multiple launches over the last few years. Um, the Falcon 9 is is becoming a workhorse very quickly. So that's exciting. Now, Richard Branson got a reality check just this past several months. In an interview Tuesday with NBC News Today, Brian Williams, Branson acknowledged won't be flying this year. It's taken longer than we thought, he said. He appeared on the show to promote his new book, The Virgin Way. We're now going through the final testing stages, and we'll be doing at least one flight into space before the end of the year, then move the whole operation to New Mexico, where the spaceport is. Now, y'all know that's the New Mexico yeah, have space spaceport. Yeah, Yeah. Cool. Actually, it was built, uh, finished last year, as I recall, I think.
0: Well, and that house, we got to go back and watch out
1: got to go watch what?
0: SpacePort. we got to go see that.
1: Well, yeah, when SpaceX doesn't launch out there. That'd
0: be fun. Yeah. I'll we'll
1: take everybody with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and uh, what army of uh, people here, okay? In related tech, okay. Solar storm headed Earth's way after double sun blasts Not could disrupt bad. communications.
0: When we think is going to happen.
1: Two big explosions on the surface of the sun. That just happened in the last few days will cause a moderate to strong geomagnetic storm on Earth yeah. in the coming days, possibly disrupting radio and satellite communications. Now, I, I, I remember back in the 2012 scare, you know, people were talking about. I, we, we, so were we. we. I mean, we were, we were doing little charts and calculations on on the potentials and and the cycles and all sorts of stuff. These these blasts can really have a profound effect on. Uh, in, on the planet and so forth. But it could recap it, but they're not likely because of the different angles and and things like that. But i got to tell you, though, we're going to get one hell of a light show up north. It's going to be one hell of a light show. They're already collecting pictures. It's, it's already starting. So that's, that's going to be exciting for uh, space watchers. Now, as I related tech this time, a new wrist has been designed to be worn by the future crew members of a commercial space station, and it's received the signature of approval of a former NASA Anderson astronaut. <laughs> Anderson, who in 2007 spent 5 months living aboard the ISS, was at the Hong Kong Watch and Clock Fair on Fifth on uh, September 4th, to help launch the timepieces, which feature day and date dials, stopwatch functions, and eight hours of luminescence. Eight hours of luminescence. I thought I always thought watches had that. You know, I can remember getting my radioactive watches. You know, they they they'd glow forever. <laughs> Well, they were. They had those little phosphors, whatever the heck it was, radium or borium or whatever the heck it was. You know. Oh, my goodness. Forever glowium. I don't know what it
0: forever
1: was. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, so re- that, I
0: remember that uh, movie with Chevy Chase where he got
1: Oh, you know, he radi- got exposed. That? Yeah, he became radioactive and yeah. glowed green for a while.
0: Once in a while, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's able to do weird things. Oh
1: yeah! Yuck! Yuck! Yuck!
0: <laughs> we won't get into that now. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: article in Popular Science talks about how crops can grow in fake moon and Mars soil. Now, <laughs> you know okay. that 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 whole title is okay. just that's just got wrong written all know. over it. What? Um, basically. <laughs> What they're doing in, in several places around the world are is they've created what's called a soil simulant. They've got a simulant for Martian soil and a simulant for lunar soil. And the idea is you take this soil, you stick it, stick plants in it, you see if you can make these plants grow. Pretend soil? Well, it's pretend moon soil and pretend Mars soil. Hmm. It's basically got a slightly different chemical composition but it's also got a different aggregate composition. i other hard. words, I'm
0: not eating that stuff for a while.
1: <laughs> well, especially when you consider lunar soil, because lunar soil, the regolith on the moon, is actually like sharp-pointed pieces of tiny sand-sized glass. Yeah, try
0: to stick your hand in that and get those
1: out of there. <laughs> That's where you pull them up by the stalk and hope it doesn't chew into the potato, and when you go bite the potato, you get a chunk yeah, of it. Uh, now that stuff, you can actually inhale that. In fact, uh, the Apollo astronauts uh, struggled with that dust getting into the cockpit yeah. or web modules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing about that. Now, so far, we don't know, we don't have any information that they actually had long-term effects. But, again, it's, it's one of those things that we're going to have to find out. Yeah. And the only way we're going to find out is by going there and well, living for know, a while. Well, said,
0: if you have fake, you know, fake ground to grow things, and you're bound to be issue, and well,
1: sure. it's not
0: real. It's not real ground from that place. Right. So how can we send it? A well, in order pretend, or you are pretending. Well, I, you know, I, sorry, but I, I, I've been watching and reading way too much science fiction in my life. Sure. Something bound to be wrong with that stuff, man.
1: Well, here's here's a good example. Uh, there was a film with Val Kilmer mm-hmm. about a Martian trip. And what they had done is they had seeded uh, parts of Mars and ho- in the hope that different plants would take hold. Well, the plants did. But what they didn't think about is, is in companion to the plants, there was uh, an insect that developed along with the plant. Now, this insect, for those of you who have seen the film, We'll recall that the insect was, had a bit of a voracious appetite, eating people right inside their spacesuit. <laughs> um, but they had an interesting side effect. They were full of uh, flammable gas. So if you lit a lighter around them and they caught fire, kaboosh, that whole section of, of Mars, any plant life, anything else, just kind of up in smoke. I'm not touching that one. Very volatile. Yes, very volatile. But the thing is, you know, we have to be cognizant that there are going to be consequences as we do things on the moon and on Mars, or heaven forbid, we go to Titan or Ganymede or Callisto. You
0: know, this is one of the things that really intrigued me uh, about science fiction when I first read and Bradbury's. Martian Chronicles. And that was it exactly. You know, what's the consequences of our <laughs> of of our mucking around in space.
1: And I think that one of the things that we need to look at as we move forward is we need to get down into the dirt. We've we've got to get our hands dirty. This idea of and be
0: sure to wear gloves though.
1: Actually maybe not. Because here's the thing. We learn so much of what we have learned in our technology today about agriculture and things like this by getting our hands dirty. That's true, but that alone that'd be not hard. Not necessarily. If you bring the soil into your habitat, into a sealed area, protected area, you can sanitize it, you can control it, you can study it plant stuff in it, give it just enough oxygen and stuff, whatever it needs to grow, water it, feed it, do the thing, and, and then have your little shop of horrors show up. You, but, okay, you
0: guys trying to tell me that you're not going to call in on that one? <laughs> Seriously. seven one four two four two five one four five. 242 5145 I know you guys are listening because I see the numbers. So, don't tell you can sit there and hide from us, I know you're there.
1: Every show has its lurkers. lurkers.
0: So, so you
1: got so it's talking about getting hands dirty and the well, one of
0: the things you know, moon must.
1: There's there's a lot of discussion. There's some activity out on the web that are talking about the various um, O'Neill cylinders. They're talking about different uh, Space Society plans. They're talking about. Dr. Rubin's Mars Society Plans, there's the various different programs, Mars Inspiration, Mars Direct, Mars One, um, that all talk about going there and and planning stuff. But most of these, and, and I challenge you to correct me if I'm wrong, but most of these are intended, those that will land, if they're on Mars, or the Moon, will use hydroponics, gardens, to produce uh, the various different foods that any astronauts on the planet will need. The problem I have with this is that hydroponics is an extremely labor-intensive, expensive, and highly technical methodology for growing themselves cost more than the revenue you'd gain from the sale of any vegetables coming off of a hydroponic set. If you know of something that has become commercially viable, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to know about it. Oh, are you following up on M Space Geckos? Oh,
0: no, no.
1: They weren't. died last week.
0: sure no, they no. landed
1: last no, week and they down, died. Yeah.
0: You know, they died and people forget about them already. Well,
1: yeah. That's, that's what happens. In I, I don't I don't
0: forget about them. No, don't, don't, I did happen.
1: see a small blurb that the uh, presumption at this point is that none of the geckos had sex, that they died in orbit. What a, what a damn shame, Why?
0: Well, you know, they were virgin geckos. They didn't get to do anything.
1: Thousands of geckos never get to do anything. Thousands of humans divergence. What, yeah. what are you so up on arms about? I never
0: considered that there is a whole lot of people out there Oh, there's, there.
1: there's people, there's critters, there's, there's animals, there's insects, I mean some insects barely Probably live hours. Probably
0: save time, but with a it
1: Well, that would save you a lot of heartache. Yeast and, and breweries and, and barley and all that kind of good stuff are going to be one of the, they're going to have to be part of the early crops. Yeah. And uh, those are going to be tough to grow hydroponically.
0: <laughs>
1: Not to mention the cost. So,
0: we're, we're sitting here saying, oh, yeah, we've got, got to get the barley, we got to get that yeast there, you know, so that way we can, uh-huh. yeah, make sure we can make that beer. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. Got to be able to get drunk. Well, you
0: know what they say about that. The rum is always there.
1: What's that? The rum. Always have rum. How are you gonna have rum? I don't know. What's rum
0: made out of? You know
1: what? I don't know. What is it? Well, you'll like have like to look like? it up and give us a I don't report know, I'm next month. can look it up, find out. Look it up, give okay. us a report well, next rum month. Rum is
0: made up. So what are, are we talking about? Give us a report the
1: second Tuesday second of Tuesday. next week. Desire to wander somewhere else than where you are, whether that's going across the street, or whether it's going across the country, or in our case, wanderlust off the planet. Desire
0: to wandering.
1: The want, desire to wander.
0: So, a strong innate desire to roam or travel about. Desire to You know to who wandering. had a lot of
1: that, who had that really bad? There's a movie about it now, Secret Life of Walter Mitty
0: you keep telling me about that. we got to go see that. Yeah, we're going to have to go time.
1: check that out. Yeah, check that. Check that out. Yep. So anyway, for this week,
0: So what are we talking thanks for about this
1: week? We just did.
0: Oh, so we already talked about it. We just definitely about space. Did you find anything more?
1: No, I didn't find anything more about that. So oh.
0: for those who do want to know more about the space geckos, sorry. I had people who say, "Damn, what about the space geckos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: hopefully
0: That's what Another. Oh, they, they probably, flushed flushed them. Them. A, probably
1: flushed them. They
0: probably flushed them. That's sad. Not only were they virgin geckos, but they just
1: got flushed. I
0: mean, you know. Well,
1: they were probably already desiccated by the time they got to the name, so they probably just mummy geckos by the time they got back. That's so there really wasn't much left. Oh
0: my goodness. But here's the thing. I mean, cause they
1: either that, or they were full of pus and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they're cute. I guess that's because. The, the gecko gecko is cute. The geckos on the rocks, eh, squish cute. them, stomp on them, oh, BB gun them, they, arrows. They
0: take care of some other bugs that we don't like.
1: Well, that might be true. There's so many geckos. Why do like you worry? Well, yeah. This is, this, is, this is
0: Arizona. We like geckos in Arizona.
1: Uh-huh. We also like Gila monsters. No, we
0: don't like you, Monty, because it might be your (laughs) job. That's that's not a
1: cool thing. But anyway, we're coming up on the top of the hour. Uh, We've gone through this week's news. We've gone through our commentary. We invite you.
0: (laughs) And we already went through our calendar.
1: (laughs) And we went through the calendar. (laughs) We invite you to join us each week on Sunday night at 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time when we present the week's space news. Keeping in mind that the news we present is that news related to manned space flight, especially as it looks forward to the possibility that you or I could get our tukuses into or together
0: space
1: together with space geckos. Oh, you and those geckos. We'll have to have a ship called the Gecko.
0: I don't <laughs> think that'll be a problem. I don't think anybody else. Yeah, the I appreciate you, Gabriel. What's that color and mint, And you know what? They can just have that. Yeah. I don't mind the mint and that grass green. And I just do care for
1: Well, again, a final reminder. We thank you for joining us. We hope you'll listen in again next week when we present the next space. Which
0: hopefully will be at least an hour.
1: Be <laughs> an hour. It's almost an hour. Oh jeez. You got just enough time to to wrap up and invite yeah. people for the next time.
0: I uh. <laughs> don't let me know my calendar, Here, we have time to do that, don't we? Um, And, you know, what's more fun than a Serenity movie? I happen to Uh, like men with blasters strapped to their hips. uh My personal favorite, by the way. So, with that, I say that we're (laughs) about done. I think we beat that one, man. Yeah. Okay, this is Patty Holstrand. This is Alan Joe for the next space show with Alan and Joe. See you
1: guys next week. Good night.